Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 146. Got a really good show for you today. We're going to talk about tag play logic and how sometimes it applies and sometimes it doesn't. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Also, we would love for you to become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the website. It's going to explain the three different levels of monthly support. As we keep saying, we certainly do appreciate the support we've had from the patrons that we've had to this point in time. But the reality of life as we know it is that things are getting way more expensive, and it's really hard for us to keep this ship moving forward. So if you see value in what we're doing, if you uh, want to help support us, you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. There's three different levels of monthly support. Coach Don and I love getting together to do the podcast, uh, but we definitely need some people to come on board and help us keep it moving. No, the expenses, Tori, it's just, I mean, it gets crazy. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I mean, we are so far from making any money off of the podcast. It's it's crazy. We would have to find some Explode. sort of, yeah, we, we would have to have a hundred times the patrons we have right now, and we'd have to have them for a year for us to get back to even. The so, tough reality it, there. Yeah, so that's just yeah. the reality of it. We so, enjoy it. but yeah, and, and it's fun. I love doing it. People, those of you that are listening, if you're in a position where you can, jump on board. We would love to have the support. And thank um, you for those that are already on. Yeah, the, yep. those of you that are supporting us, without you, we would have been out of business a long, long time ago. Uh, but the reality of it is we just need some more people to jump on board and help keep us moving. So, Don, have you ever watched somebody try to make a tag at a base, but just somehow managed to tag the air or tag someplace that just doesn't make sense you know they're trying to chase the runner around the runners out there you know sliding away and the you know, the fielder is chasing them all over the infield but for some reason when push comes to shove they miss the tag and that that base runner ends up safe no as you're describing that tori i'm seeing somebody uh you know it's like football my younger brother was so good at staying away to hardly ever catch him even in getting to a base if you're not guarding right there at that base you stand a chance of missing them right right or them being able to reach out away from the base in an effort to get there before you tag their thigh or their leg or their arm right yeah well so tag play logic is really pretty simple the base runner has to at some point in time get to the base they have to touch the base before you tag them and that's pretty small space right right and the reason that i thought this was kind of an interesting uh topic is uh, there's a, a video on YouTube, I think just about broke the internet not, not too long ago. And it's basically the catcher and the base runner doing this crazy like dance routine. I mean, it almost looked like, you know, like they planned to be as crazy as they possibly could. And the catcher's basically t- chasing the runner, the runner's dodging and ducking and diving and weaving and everything else that you can imagine. The catcher keeps chasing him around. Eventually the catcher steps 
you know, one way a little bit kind of gets faked out a little bit and the base runner sneaks in and, and, and beats him to the, to the plate. While I was watching that, I kept thinking to myself, why is this catcher chasing this kid all over the infield? He's got to go to home plate. Why are we t- making this uh, so complicated? But we did make it very complicated in this video and missed the tag. So what do we want to teach our players? We want to teach them to understand where the base runner is going and try to be there before the base runner gets there. And that's never going to include rundowns are different. We're talking about it's going to be a bang-bang play at the base. Okay, We're not talking about a kid who's out there dancing back and forth you know, halfway between you know, first and second. We're talking about you know, she's coming to second. She's going to be you know, sliding in at second base. And our job is to make the tag before she gets there. And I, I think, yeah, I think what you're saying, too, is when possible, we, we want to tag their foot, not their knee or their thigh or their right. hip or, yeah, so we need to tag the part that's going to get to the base because that's a very small area that we've got to protect. Right. And, so, and so, uh, Unless a throw takes us away or something crazy. Yeah, but yeah. so picture I'm the shortstop. I'm taking uh, the throw on a steal. She's coming to second base. Yep. My job is to get to the front edge of second base and then wait for her to come, wait and, for her to get to the base, and, and then tag whatever part of her body is coming towards you first. And your glove is going to the base, yeah. not to the body. Right. Yeah. If you're if she's sliding feet first, your glove is waiting on the bag, waiting to tag her foot as it comes towards you. If she's sliding head first, your glove's at the front edge of the bag, waiting for her, whichever arm it is, whichever hand it is that gets closest to you. And let's tag whatever... Presents itself, but as you said, Don, let's not be too uh, aggressive in reaching and moving and trying to do something that makes it less likely that we're going to get the out and more likely to create uh, confusion. Yeah, it sounds sounds kind of exciting to reach out and get them way out there, right? Right. But that's when that's when they elude your your tag and you're not you're no longer guarding the base. Right. So our our job in tag tag play logic is to protect the base, protect home plate, do everything we can to get the glove with the ball in it between them and where they're trying to go. And the less chasing we do, the less reaching we do, the less uh, moving we do creates much higher likelihood that we're going to make the play that we want to make and much less likelihood that we're going to end up on America's Not Top 10 uh, ESPN bloopers for the week uh, because we had somebody you know jump over our dance around us, you know, give us the old okey-doke. Exchange hands. Right. I was maybe the slowest athlete in the history of athletics when I played, but I was also ornery and I was also crafty. Cra- yeah, crafty. Yeah. But I didn't want to just give up. And so my crowning achievement, the only time I ever looked like I really knew something about base running, I'm going to home plate. The catcher is basically standing there with the ball. I'm like five feet, six feet away from home plate. I'm kind of acting like I'm just going to give up. So I kind of slow down. He kind of stands up to reach like he's going to tag me in the chest and be really nice. And at the very last second, you I did the little karate kid little you know, kick slide and got underneath him and was barely safe. So it was the slowest, without a doubt, most slow motionist tag play ever. But because the catcher stood up and tried to either out of pity or couldn't stop laughing long enough to to think about actually tagging me, that he opened the door because he stood up to tag me in the chest, and guess what? Didn't touch home plate. So he gave me that opportunity, and because I was ornery and, and crafty, as you said, Don, 
you know, I, I did the old, you know, okie doke at the very last second, you know, was able to sneak my leg in there and, and ended up being safe. Now that's a long time before YouTube or, or anything else. Otherwise it might have lived in infamy, but it's uh, only in my memory that I can remember the one time it looked like I really knew what I was doing on the basis. No, I think that, uh, that's fun and it's a good memory for sure. Um, when those things happen, it's exciting. And I wish we did have film of all the crazy times, right? Yeah. When, well, some of the crazy well, times. Yeah. You would, you would see the slowest human being in the history of organized <laughs> sports trying to be safe yeah. and ultimately being safe because it was such a pathetic sight that the catcher tried to give, give pity. I think you referenced, uh, turtle Tory. Tory the turtle. Tory the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was I was world famous for stretching doubles into singles and triples <laughs> into doubles, and I played my whole career and I think I had five or six stolen bases and they were always the backside of a double steal. It was never me just stealing a base. It was just they'd make a play at third and I'd stroll over to second. What was your base. What was your favorite position? I liked catching, but I uh, played left field mostly. Yep, and yep, I yep. basically stood out there. I played left field because we didn't have the DH. You can still anticipate well. Yeah. yeah. We, didn't, we didn't have the DH, and so uh, they had to put me someplace inside the park home run. No, that never happened. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that ever even happened like in like little kid ball. I mean, when they're throwing it around. I don't think I even ever got one of those. But anyhow, so tag play logic, coaches, hopefully. I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit for you. We want to make sure we're teaching our kids that their goal is to protect the base we want to make sure that they're in a position to make that play as consistently as possible. And that means ball and glove close to the base, waiting to tag whatever part of the body gets there first. And if that runner does something weird, does something okey-dokish, does something to try to you know engage your defender into some sort of shenanigans, we've got to work on it enough that they can stay the course, stay right there, ball and glove, waiting for something to get close enough to the bag that they can tag it. That's good advice, Tori. Yep. So, Don, that's going to wrap up number 146. Um, as always, if you have ideas, suggestions, topics you'd like us to talk about, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website or your Square Cuts training discs. They're $49.95 a dozen. We'll get them shipped out to you right away. It's a great tool that you got to have. You can also have access there to the YouTube channel with a couple hundred videos and about 700 blogs that have all kinds of information readily available for you if you're interested in any of that stuff. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.